0: This is Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 162. Thomas and Majana having a little evening chat while a thunderstorm rages outside.
1: Yes, this is great. Join us.
0: We've got so much new equipment in here, though, that you won't hear any of that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Hopefully you can hear us. We're rocking this. We're just going to have a little conversation about something that came up today that I think is like, this is what it's all about. If ever there was, you know... What are we here for? What is the purpose of this? Why are we doing this thing called life?
1: What is the meaning of life?
0: Are we just random players on a chessboard or did we really come here with a purpose? Did we come here to do business? And are there car- are there cosmic and karmic forces working on our behalf and sometimes against us in this thing called life? I know everybody probably thinks a lot of the time yeah, I wish I had some support from the universe.
1: And we do. It's just a matter of finding it.
0: Well, boy, I found some today, I will tell you. And that's what we're going to just kind of talk through, because Majana and I just had a, gosh, what, over an hour long, pretty heavy talk about something that showed up for me. So here's the setup. I w- I've been reading this book for a guy. It's a private read, so this is not going to be on Audible at any point. I've got a couple of people that, hire me to just read books when they want some particular thing that they want read. And this is a book that was written some years ago by a Christian author. He and his wife are both gone now, but the book uh, is really some good information. And I got to chapter 8, and what showed up in chapter 8 is a universal principle. This author wrote about it from a Christian perspective, But what we're dealing with is the law of sowing and reaping, the law of cause and effect. And he was discussing that basically things will show up in our life by universal spiritual law based on how we responded to our parents. And from a biblical perspective, he was using the Ten Commandments, honor your father and your mother and was saying when we deviate from that, when we don't honor mom and dad, and and I, we're not going to get into a conversation of what does honor mean, but basically, if we form judgments about our parents, if we look at something that our mother or our father didn't do or did, maybe they weren't something for us. Maybe they were gone all the time. Dad was traveled and dad was gone and You grow up with that void in your heart of, where was my father when I needed him? Or maybe your mom was like mine and just uh, had a lot of personality issues that manifested in different ways. However it is, it's different for everybody. But however that is and how we respond to one of our two parents, presuming you know them. And boy, we were hanging out this week with a guy who has an amazing life and was in a dumpster. So, you know, I mean, this, just so many, so many things that can show up on this, but how we respond to them and the judgments that we formulate as children will, by law, as sure as if I drop this thing on the desk, it will fall by law. It will come back to you at some point in your adult life. So in areas as he was advocating, And I think there's a just a ton of merit to this. I, boy, I filleted against my own life and I found his material to be absolutely spot on that. I had a mom who was domineering, controlling, angry, overpraising, you know, critical. Majana,
1: I'm just listening. Awfully quiet over there.
0: She's protecting me is what she's doing there. <laughs> because I just listed a characteristic list of who I was. You want to know me back then? That was it. And that's why, as I was reading this chapter, my jaw was just on the floor. It was hard for me to read because I was applying so much of this to my life because the guy was saying that everything that you look at your parents and are critical over will show up. Now, Majana has some thoughts on this for what happened to her and she had mom troubles as well but before we go into that it got me looking at some other areas and you know where I would go first right to my to your chart my astrological chart exactly and I'm still relishing in the comment made in Denver a month ago by that lady who looked at my chart and said your chart makes me dizzy (laughs) this is a seasoned astrologer who couldn't look at my chart because, I mean, she wouldn't even look at me leaving the meeting.
1: I just think she had a lot of compassion for you.
0: We're going to tap the break here for just a quick second, because I have something I want to tell you very quickly. Do you have a gift giving opportunity coming up in your life? Birthday, anniversary, graduation? How about the holidays? No matter when you're hearing this episode of Subconscious Mind Mastery, there is probably a gift-giving opportunity in your near future. Let me suggest that you go to the original scienceofgettingrich.com and let Amazon do all the work for you. There, you can order and let them ship this beautiful copy of the original published version of The Science of Getting Rich. Go to the website and check this out. If you haven't seen it yet, the original science of Rich.com it comes in a beautiful foil wrap. it is hardbound. it is printed and assembled in the United States with Smythe stitching on the binding. You're going to give them a book that will last. this book will not fall apart. so listen, don't give something that they have to return or something like flowers that beautiful beautiful, this is beautiful too this will be around 25 years from now, 50 years from now. They can pass it to their kids. The flowers will be long turned into compost. You get the point. If you have a gift-giving opportunity coming up in your life, give, here it is, the original scienceofgettingrich.com. All right, back to the podcast. One of the things that I went back to and brushed up on and restudied is something in your chart called the North Node Axis. And you're going, what is that? Well, you know, in podcast, I think it was 140. We talked about the North Node and the South Node. And boy, everybody has just said that podcast meant so much. One of those two websites that I mentioned in that podcast is down right now. I hope they bring it back up, but right now it's, it's offline. But the other one is still equally good. There's another layer.
1: Always. Onions.
0: The north node, you look at a line and in your astrological chart, the north node and the south node are opposite each other. They will always be opposite each other. And if you have a right angle to the north or the south node, that's called the bend of the north node. And I'm not going to get into the geometry of that. But just know this, that if you have a planet on the bend, so a 90-degree angle to that line of your north and south node, if you've got a right angle to that and there's a planet sitting there, you have come to do some extra karmic business, is basically what that means. Uh, Majana and I both have something on the bend of our north node axis line. Majana got a malevolent planet. She thank has, you,
1: thank you, thank you. She has,
0: she has the most malevolent planet. She has Jupiter on her north-south line. But old Thomas, with the chart that makes the astrologers dizzy, <laughs> I have Saturn sitting there. And I went back and visited that today as I was finishing chapter 8 and realized that Saturn sitting where it sits in my chart Now, Saturn is the one planet of the 10 (laughs) that everybody just doesn't want to have around. Anybody who knows astrology, anybody who has studied this, if they looked at any chart while they were mapping out this incarnation and they knew that Saturn was sitting in the chart where it's sitting in mine, They would say, oh, please, no, please, no, please, no, please put it anywhere else. But there."
1: Saturn, a.k.a. Kick your butt planet.
0: Saturn is sitting in a place on my chart where I just visualized it is sitting up there at the very tip top, overlooking everything, saying you, dude, are going to deal with it one way or another. Mm -hmm. You can deal with it the easy way or you can deal with it the hard way, but you are going to deal with it.
1: In your face.
0: <laughs> I think Jupiter for Majana is a lot more soft touch. It's like, we'll get you there, but it's not going to kick your butt. It's not going to slam you with a two before. But Saturn is saying this life was about dealing with a lot of stuff. And a lot of you might feel that way, too. You might just think like, wow, boy, will it ever let up? And so what that led me on was an inquiry into what was going on with this. And I started looking at karmic pasts. Now I'd kind of had a running start on this because even Majana and I had done some work on this previously, had some readings, done a lot of, I mean, readings as in conversing with somebody else and done a lot of reading physically And so I had kind of a little bit of a running start on this. Right. But boy, in looking at it in this context of what this author was writing about when he called it bitter root judgments. From the standpoint of we form these bitter roots, we form this bitterness toward our parents. And in the biblical context, he's saying, God said back in Deuteronomy when he was giving Moses the Ten Commandments, honor your father and your mother and things will go well with you and you will live a long life. But how many of us, I mean, we're only human.
1: Right. right.
0: How many of us look at things that our parents did and and our kids look at us as things that we did to our children and they say, I will never be like that or get to a point where they can't forgive mom or dad for something. And I know we we could be talking about some really heavy stuff here. Resent runs deep. And if you're a parent, you're probably listening to this thinking, how can I not mess my kids up? That's the last thing I want to do. And yet we're human. And we do have these areas that show up in our life. And what he's saying is it will come around full circle. So this is definitely something worth taking a look at. How were you with mom and dad? And I realized particularly when this guy mentioned that according to the law, so we're talking here about the law of cause and effect for every cause, there is an effect. Let me uh, read you something here that Majana found on Google about the law of cause and effect. She said the universal law of cause and effect states that for every effect, EFFECT, there is a definite cause. Likewise, for every cause, there is a definite effect. Your thoughts, behaviors, and actions create specific effects that manifest and create your life as you know it. Nothing happens by chance or outside of the universal laws. Every action has a reaction or a consequence. We reap what we have sown. So this guy was saying that what that shows up like in our adult life are these stuck areas uh i made a i've been using this mind map program that i just absolutely love and i started to make a list of things that had happened in my life and i went back business stuff that didn't work out the way i really intended it to and i'm a nice guy and i came from a nice middle class upper income home in tulsa oklahoma you know and should have worked, and it didn't marriages should have worked, they didn't. my family after the second divorce, decided I wasn't worth hanging around. other things that have just that showed up in my life that I made a list of things that just for me shouldn't have happened, and they did, and that's what this author was saying is they will hunt you down. it's a law
1: that's right, and so when you're talking about parents and kids, remember that you also have a sole contract so you're supposed to mess your kids up a little bit you came in promising to do that
0: (laughs) that's the way to look at it isn't it
1: (laughs) hey i look for all the benefits i can um but you're you're helping them work on their stuff and so you love them that much to help them
0: well yeah and that's neil donald walsh and little uh little soul in the sun there you go that's that's the message of that book is the little one little soul says to another little soul I love you so much that I will go down there to earth and hurt you so that you can forgive me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love And that's ultimate that book. love. Yes. Great book. It's Woo. a kids book but like I is said,
0: it? Uh, this is some deep stuff. I mean this is we are in the 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 lair of the scorpion in this podcast. We are down in some Scorpio heavy stuff here. <laughs> but these laws, you know, so here's here's another thought. We think, well, yeah, but I'll just intend that I won't do that.
1: Mm, your intentions have to fit with universal law.
0: Intentions are a very powerful thing, and we talk about that a lot. But I have an object in my hand, and I'm going to intend that when I release my fingers, this object does not
1: fall. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't need to belabor the point. Right. (laughs) I can intend all day long. And when I let it go, it's going to fall every single time. And that's what this law is saying is this law of cause and effect is saying that basically if well, cause and effect, if we hold something against our parents, if we create something in a past life that went back, for me as I went back past this life and that's where it really got vivid of some stuff that I had done that I'm not going to go into the depth of, but it got really, really clear from looking at that chart. And it's funny how we can all take paths, but all roads lead to Rome.
1: That's exactly
0: right. Because this author did a beautiful job of explaining this, that any parent, any child should read chapter 8 of this book. And maybe I'll be able to figure out how to get it up there. Or I'm going to talk to this guy after I finish the project. And maybe there's a way that we can um, post this or something. I don't know. It's copyrighted material. But it is the best hour and a half that anybody could spend understanding this. And it was written from a Christian perspective. I turned to my astrological chart, and I could see it in with my eyes That opened my mind to what was going on in my life.
1: That's what I love about all of these is, like you said, all roads lead to Rome. I think we are given many spiritual texts, whether it's a chart or the Bible or whichever Really, they all have the same message and the same meaning. It's which one suits your needs at that time. And many of us that were wounded growing up by the church or whatever and have shunned that still have other opportunities, but you're going to get the same information no matter where you look.
0: And I thought it was really cool that going back and reading that material, it just, wow, it opened my eyes.
1: That's nice. Yeah. And, you know, it takes some of the sting off of the Bible.
0: And well, I mean, this was just this is just good, relevant stuff, because when you see your life in between every uh, line of those pages, then you've got to stop and look at it or you're unconscious, right? You're not awake. And there are other paths that we can do. Majana made a decision as a seven year old child, something that formulated her life
1: it was a big step in that direction but my mother also was um not somebody that i admired and respected in fact quite the opposite in one of her rages fits of rage one day i just looked at her and said i have to be the opposite and i had two younger siblings and i believed it was my job to raise them why at 7 year old 7 years old did i realize that i don't know uh, and then there were other things along, along life that also were pivotal and there were conscious decisions involved.
0: Some people get a past life regression or they undergo a series of sessions of hypnosis and things open up for them through that. Other people might get this information from meditation. Some will look at patterns in their life.
1: Yeah, many metaphysical paths, right? There's intuition, asking your angels, Um, no matter which way you're looking at that, um, getting readings, in fact, and realizing you can take courses and self-help. And there are layers, everything. There's you're peeling back one layer at another uh, at a time. And once you ask for help, be ready to receive it, because You're most likely going to get information that you weren't expecting, and it might be a hard pill to swallow.
0: You know, I definitely asked as I was putting this together today and have done almost a decade of work. And I feel like everything that I've done up until now, and if you've listened to the series of this podcast, you know that whole sequence of stuff. I think that's about a three on a scale of one to ten, and this is a nine.
1: So this was part of our conversation, and I I understand you, I hear you, and I still maintain that all of those steps were imperative to get to this point. Had you not done that work, you could not be here to receive this challenge and and see what it is to work on it.
0: Well, I guess in uh, secular analogy would be that you did all the little regional theater plays, and now it's time for Broadway.
1: Absolutely. And that's how
0: this feels. It feels like this is the biggest thing that I have to deal with to unwind this karma that not only happened related to my own mother, but also in lives before this. And that's when it really gets interesting is when you start to go back and you realize things done then are being dealt with now. And a lot of that will show up in that astrological chart along that axis that I was talking about earlier. So this is definitely something that, oh goodness, you could spend a whole, you could do a whole hour of conversation around this. But the point is, if you've felt stuck, I think this is something worth taking a look at. Look back and see what starts to show up and use one of those things that we talked about. However, it fits for you. This particular guy that I'm reading the book on was a prayer minister worked as a lay minister in the church. He was a pastor, but he also did lay ministry work as a prayer minister because he thought that was more effective.
1: Interesting, wow.
0: So however you get there, just start to peel the onion. Take that first layer off and open it up and see what comes. And I definitely, you can ask for guidance, ask for your eyes to be opened to this if you're ready. If you're ready, be ready. This is some heavy, heavy stuff. So just a couple of takeaways. First of all, I think the greatest tool in the toolbox is consciousness. Be aware. You have to wake up. Most people go through their life just thinking that they are some random result from a random act. And that's not at all the case. And I really got clear on that when I narrated for Fred Dodson the Lives of the Soul book. And that's a great place to start. If you want to dig into this information deeply, pick up Lives of the Soul and listen to it. It's only about four hours and you'll get it. You will totally get it. The other thing is, I just like the visual tool. You know, I'm I'm a visual person and the astrological chart becomes very visual and it's easy to look at that and see where these things start to show up and it starts to speak to you. And another thing is another takeaway here is I think to take responsibility.
1: And there's several layers to that as well. You can't just ask for it and say, I'm going to take responsibility. It's a challenge. This is now a lifelong altering of stuff that you brought in with you. So it takes self-discipline and self-control. Goodness knows it takes perseverance because sometimes it's certainly easier to throw in the towel. And I think the biggest um, word for me is victim. There's no room for victim in this. You have to choose if you want to be a victim or a victor.
0: You know, if you have a problem with that, if, if you find yourself often the role of the victim, Carolyn Mice talks about the four archetypes, right. one of them is the victim archetype. There's a great book that uh, Dr. Conard told me about. It's called The Power of Ted, and he talks about the victim role. So if you would really like to do a deep dive on victim mentality, The Power of Ted is a great little. It takes about 30 minutes to read. It's a really quick read, and it's a story, so it's kind of fun. But that would help you with that victim role because we do. When all when life starts to beat us up and when that karmic past and the Saturns of our chart start to converge on us, we often can feel like a victim.
1: It's easy. And you know, our society likes drama, and you can't have drama without a victim.
0: And we have the choice, Always, as in the Power of Ted talks about it, we have the choice, and we can always choose to be victorious over these circumstances. And then my big favorite, you know what it is? Go the opposite. Take a 180 perspective on it. If you Have a a karmic situation that points in one direction. Just start to ask yourself, what is the total opposite of that? And start to do that. And that will serve you. That will get you started. If you don't know where else to go in order to make the changes, go in the opposite direction.
1: Yeah, that's the decision I made at seven. Looking at my mother, I thought every decision I make will be the opposite of hers. And truly, probably up through college, that's how I made decisions. What would she do? I'll do the opposite. You know, that's
0: pretty good being that awake at seven.
1: Well, necessity, right?
0: I guess. And, you know, this is how we all come in, because as we were talking in our little deep conversation earlier, the universe gave me my dad. To show me the model of who to be to unwind this karma.
1: And the universe gave me my stepmother, who was in my heart, my real mom.
0: So within the challenge for everyone, doesn't matter what you're going through, where you've been, what you're dealing with. Within the challenge are the tools to deal with it positively. And again, the thing that I love about the astrological read is it's all in that chart.
1: And in many other tools,
0: including this, this uh, book that I was reading from a perspective that I had kind of had to set aside. And man, I could warm up to that real quick.
1: It's amazing, (laughs) right? When the student is ready,
0: the teacher always appears. All right. Hope this has been helpful for those of you who are parenting. I know this has spoken and just take a big, deep breath. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be good.
1: Love them that much.
0: Thank you for listening. I'm Thomas
1: and I'm Majana. Enjoy the journey..
0: The opinions on this podcast are those of the host, based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner.